world is burning. Welcome to World is Burning, the storytelling podcast for your climate anxiety. I am Olivia. And I am Elise. Uh, Today, we are kind of doing the second installment of what we're making into a how-to series. Um, The Mm -hmm. first one was the one titled Down the Rabbit Hole Minisode 1 on how to get involved in climate action, which if you want to get involved in climate action, definitely check that one out. But today we are going to be talking about how to survive extreme heat. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like if you've been watching the news at all, there have been record-breaking heat waves. It feels like everywhere, Mm -hmm. specifically in like the western half of the country. But But yeah, literally all across the world. Where was it that like it was like a hunt? I mean, in Arizona or New Mexico and then also in like Islamabad or somewhere like that. It was like over 125 degrees Shit. yeah fahrenheit yeah so i mean it's it's a global global issue obviously but yeah heat waves everywhere so i thought that we could give you some resources on how to get through a heat wave so my sources are the old farmer's almanac noah the better health of victoria australia medicine net and life hacker so first things first The best way to be safe in the heat is to be prepared ahead of time. And there are a number of things you can do to set yourself up to be as safe as possible. One thing you can do is climate proof your house or, you know, do the best you can with that. So make sure any window AC units are installed properly with any cracks sealed. And then if you have essential air, make sure your filters are clean and that the ducts are clean as well. So that's something you could do maybe in the spring uh, just to get you ready for extreme weather. Um, you can also upgrade your windows and put in like weather stripping by doors. Um, and that will also help keep you in your house cool. Um, I know some of those things might be a little bit tricky if you're renting. But mm-hmm. one really easy thing that you can do is you can make sure you have light colored blinds or curtains that you can close during the day to keep the sun and the heat out. Cheap blinds start at like $5 at Walmart, which we could get into the whole, you know, they're made of plastic, yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. like, let's let's let that one slide and yeah. get yourself. If you're some- in the middle of a climate emergency <laughs> right now, it's okay. Like, get yourself some cheap blinds. So like in the afternoons, the sun comes like, blaring in my office and the windows that I have are this like they're made of plastic which is weird but that's what they are made of and so Mm -hmm. it gets so hot in in here but if you know if I close the blinds like world of difference it's crazy the temperature difference that just cheap shitty blinds can make Mm -hmm. so if you don't have blinds think about getting some they're not too big of an investment. And also, even if you're not super worried about like having to survive in <laughs> really, really hot weather and keeping your house as cool as possible, closing them just on a regular basis is going to help generally keep the temperature of your house or apartment down and will probably help with your electric bill. So added bonus for that. The 
blinds will probably pay for themselves. A few other things you can do to prep are making sure you have some cool, loose-fitting cotton or natural fiber clothes to wear. You can kind of make a mental note of where your house generally stays the coolest so that you can stay there when it gets really hot and then be prepared for a power outage since those are super common when it gets really hot. Having a battery-powered fan is not a bad idea. Um, and neither is having jugs of water to fill up or jugs you can fill with water, especially if your water doesn't work when you don't have power. Mm. Also, having charged up backup batteries to charge your phone uh, is also important, especially if you do need to call for help or medical attention. So have those, have them charged. Another thing that you might not think about is making sure all your windows have screens and that they don't have holes in them because mm -hmm. opening windows at night when it's cooler could help cool your house down a lot during the day when it is really hot. And you obviously don't want a million bugs in your house because the only thing worse than being super hot and sweaty and sticky is being super hot, sweaty and sticky and also covered in itchy bug bites. So mm -hmm. think ahead, screens. Also, having light food on hand that you can eat that doesn't require cooking and turning the oven on is also key. So think fruits, veggies, breads, things that you could throw into a salad or on a sandwich without turning the oven on. That is going to help keep you cooler, especially if those foods are non-perishable because if things are really, really hot, things can go bad quickly. So you don't want to get food poisoning and be really hot. Like that's a dehydration nightmare waiting to mm -hmm. happen. So you know, just like canned food, things that are cold, those will help you out. And then again, keeping all of this in mind, one of the biggest ways you can be prepared is just keeping your eye on the weather and planning accordingly. So again, like having that food ready to go if you know it's going to be a really hot week. And then on really hot days, just planning to stay inside and planning your errands. So you either do them ahead of time or you do them in part of the day where it's cooler. So, you know, maybe run your errands and go to the grocery store, pick up whatever you need to do at night when it's not blazing hot. That can be a lifesaver. Yeah, I would say so. I used to live in like southeastern Morocco, like very close mm -hmm. to the desert. So it's very hot and like often very dry. So like mm -hmm. I would wear my winter coat sometimes even when it was very hot out just because like the the buildings wouldn't keep any of the heat at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I, for some reason, had always internalized that like noon was the hottest part of the day, but mm -hmm. actually what I got told by like my, you know, people that I lived and worked around, um, was that actually like two or three was always going to be the hottest time because mm -hmm. like whatever it's had the most time to heat up. Obviously that depends on like the level of humidity and where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That and then always having dehydration salts on hand to like hmm. kind of get your um, get your body going, even if you don't have a lot of like clean water is mm -hmm. very important. So are you talking about like little like, packets or like mm -hmm. little things that you can add into water? Yeah, some of them are flavored. Some of them are just taste like sea salt and it's kind of horrible, but hmm. it's better than being dehydrated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all of that is important and yeah like even just like yeah knowing when the hottest part of the day is like I it's interesting to like look at hourly weather and see like what the mm -hmm. degree is like throughout the day and honestly like make mental note of that okay like 
is two or three the hottest part? Like, how late does it stay hot? I feel like looking at the weather, like, I've kind of been surprised at how how hot it stays later at night um, Mm -hmm. here in Austin. So, again, every area is going to be a little bit different. So, like, (laughs) like, just get to know the weather around you and think about how you would work your day around that. So, another really, really important thing that maybe I wouldn't have thought of initially going into this is definitely make a mental note of people that you might want to check in on on hot days. So Mm -hmm. people that live alone, especially if they're over 65, disabled or pregnant, tend to be the most at risk. Also, children and babies get dehydrated and get affected by heat really quickly. So, you know, maybe if there's a single parent that has lots of kids, you know, check in on them, make sure they're okay. Because those are the people that are are going to be hit the hardest. So, like, make yourself a little mental note. Okay, next week's going to be really hot. I should probably check in, you know, once a day and make sure I hear from these people. Mm -hmm. Letting those people know that you can, you know, maybe you're someone that they could reach out to. And also, if you are at risk in high temperatures, you know, maybe make a plan about who you're going to ask or, like, check in with someone, like, hey, next week's going to be really hot. If my place gets too hot, can I come stay with you? You know, have it all worked out in advance so that things don't get bad. But yeah, again, it's all about planning, all about thinking ahead, all about, you know, connecting with who you need to connect with. Mm -hmm. And then if you're kind of on either end of that spectrum or just, you know, a regular human who needs to, like, be a regular (laughs) survivable human temperature, um, Mm -hmm. make a note of places you could go where there is, you know, better air conditioning, you know, if you lose power, if your AC unit just like is not cutting it. So can you go to the library, the grocery store, Target, you know, going to see a movie is also a good option to have a couple hours of air conditioning. All things to keep in mind. Yeah. I feel like grocery stores are especially one. Because like Mm -hmm. loitering and then not buying anything at a grocery store is a lot less noticeable or Target or like big box stores. But I feel like even like in a bodega, it's less weird than it is in other stores to just like look at everything and not buy anything. Yeah. So like, yeah, even places you could go sit like the mall and just like get yourself a drink or and bring a book and just like sit and have access to air conditioning. Mm -hmm. Um just like having a plan and even just like making an event of it too, just so you're not like completely miserable. Um, having a couple ideas of like air conditioned activities, like affordable air conditioned activities that you can, you know, plan to do on hot days is a good idea. And then that sounds fun instead of <laughs> terrible. Um, mm-hmm. So now knowing what temperatures mean is also super key. So in general, you are going to want to be cautious on days that are over 90 degrees, hyper cautious on days that are over 100, and then anything over 104 degrees, like you're just going to want to say no and or like, you know, be extra, extra careful. If you need to go somewhere, go from inside to another inside and just be hyper vigilant. And again, like make sure you have water. Like if you have little liquid IV or any things that help you keep hydrated have those on hand with you on days that are that hot Mm. but the heat index is also really important to understand as this is what the national oceanic and atmospheric administration or NOAA issues heat alerts on so 
having more humidity in the air means that the temperature feels hotter and it also decreases the ability of the human body to cool down um, or just any body, really. Mm. So the heat you feel when the actual temperature is 90 degrees with a relative humidity of 70% is actually 106 degrees, which is super dangerous territory. So just something to keep in mind. Um, on like weather apps, a lot of times it'll be like feels like this temperature. So like that's how your body's being affected. Mm. So like that's honestly the more important number to take into account when thinking about your safety. So again, just something to keep in mind, because I know that's something that I would probably ignore. I'd be like, it's 70 degrees, but like that's mm-hmm. not really the temperature that's affecting my body. I also recently saw Hank Green talking on TikTok. They always, Hank and John Green are always coming back on this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was saying how we are going to start hearing a lot more about wet bulb temperature as we experience more extreme heat waves and, you know, global temperatures rise. So the wet bulb globe temperature or WBGT is a measure of the heat stress in direct sunlight, which takes into account temperature, humidity, wind speed, sun angle, and cloud cover or solar radiation. This differs from the heat index, which takes into consideration temperature and humidity and is calculated for shady areas. So basically, while the heat index is going to give you a good idea of how the weather generally feels out in the shade, wet bulb is going to be a better measure of heat risk in terms of what it would be like doing physical activity outside in general so Mm -hmm. again where heat index is more important than like the actual temperature wet bulb is even more important to understand how being out in the sun is going to affect your health so when looking at wet bulb temperature anything over 80 degrees you need to take a 15 minute break for every 45 minutes of activity you do and it increases every few degrees until you get to 90 degrees where you can only do 15 minutes of activity for every 45 minutes of rest without really stressing your body. So, you know, just something to keep in mind. And there are lots of different charts and comparisons between these temperatures, which I'll include on our show notes and post on socials. And hopefully I'll be able to put them in our story highlights. So if you need like a quick reference That's something you can just like check in on. And there are also lots of wet bulb calculators online, which I'll also link that in our show notes. So if you want to calculate like exactly like the actual temperature, the humidity, the wind, the sun, the everything and like how that is going to affect your body and how you need to prepare for that day, you know, that's a really good tool. Cool. So yeah, moral of the story, actual temperature outside doesn't super tell you that much but heat index and wet bulb are a lot more helpful so look into those so now that all (laughs) there's all that prep work and then the knowledge of temperatures out of the way but then what do you do when it is actually really hot outside first things first stay inside if at all humanly possible and stay hydrated fill up a water bottle and just keep sipping on it you don't want to you know get dehydrated so just keep drinking water. Again, going into your preparation, go and close all the blinds that you've hopefully installed in your house if you don't have them already and turn on your ceiling fans, which will help get the air circulating and keep things a little bit cooler. Also, if it just 
becomes really hot and you don't have blinds, you could probably take any extra like blankets or mm-hmm. sheets and just like that's what I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, tack them over your windows. So there are things like you don't have to go out and buy blinds if you know you can't do that or it's like too late. Just take some sheets, take something, and put them over your windows or like your sunniest windows anyway. Yeah, but I feel like maybe well, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. from what I've known about like doing that I feel like it would be extra smart if you have like a light colored sheet to put yes. actually in the window and then yeah. put a heavy blanket behind that or whatever you have so then like it's not absorbing as much but then like the blanket will insulate from yeah, there that would that would probably honestly be even better mm-hmm. so yeah and and anywhere air can come in like yeah you want to block that out so honestly even if you have blinds like if you want to put something else on top of that to keep it darker keep it cooler keep it more insulated if you have terrible terrible windows like me that's probably an even better idea so there are some makeshift ways you can climate proof your house Mm. so after you do that with your blinds you want to go around and make sure you're turning all the lights off in your house if you can like obviously if you need to see because you've you know, put the blackout <laughs> Like you need lights, that's fine. But like turn off the lights, turn off any appliances or electronics you're not using. So because those are going to be emitting heat. So like turn off your computers, just like unplug as much as possible because that will, you know, make it a little bit cooler. Then go to the coolest place in your house. That's often the lowest level. So like if you got to hang out in your basement, you know, you got to hang out in your basement. And then if it's if it's still really hot in your house, putting your feet in water helps. So if you just get like a little bowl, stick your feet in there. And it also helps to wet a towel and put that around your head and neck. So basically just stay damp. That'll help you stay cool. <laughs> um, even like get, get a face spray going. All that is great. Like make your sweating, make extra sweat on yourself. Like it'll help. Also, pets get really hot. So like don't forget about them. So... That wet towel trick is great for pets, especially since like dogs don't sweat. So if you put a little wet towel on the floor, get them to lay on it, that'll help them get cooled off. And also taking a cool, but don't take necessarily like a freezing cold shower, but a cool shower will also help you get cooled off. And that will also be helpful for your pets. So mm-hmm. if everybody's hot, just get them in the shower, cover them, go cover people in wet towels, like just get, keep everyone damp. <laughs> That's our slogan. Stay damp. <laughs> stay damp. Uh, stay damp. Stay cool. Can I add a little one? Yes. Well, I just want to add a tiny thing that I learned from you. Not necessarily okay. for extreme feet, tre- extreme heat, but staying comfortable, which uh-huh. is just like carrying around um, rose like spray or tonic. Yes. Um, I just use the same rose water tonic that I've had for mm-hmm. years. I spray that on my face all the time. I use like a, a reuse spray bottle. Mm-hmm. I keep it in my bag. And that's just like such a nice thing. Honestly, even if I'm just in a bad mood, I'll spray that on myself because it smells nice. Yes. It gets me a little bit cooler and it, like cools your cools you off without like I don't know being really intense um so yeah recommend that or just having a little spray bottle of water too yeah honestly too like if you have to like operate in the heat if you can't just stay home like if you need to go to a meeting or whatever like and you were like great I just sweat all the way here and I look disgusting Mm -hmm. spraying rose water on your face like I feel like it just makes you feel better and it just like Mm -hmm. when it when that dries like I feel like it takes the sweat with it I I don't know it makes you feel better so like 
that like spraying rosewater on your face isn't going to like save your life. Probably, but um, it might. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can't scientifically prove that it won't. You can't. And I mean, the same thing goes with water. So even just like a water spray bottle. But I I love doing that throughout the day if I'm feeling like sticky. Um, Mm -hmm. So same principle. Also, I didn't I didn't put this in my notes, but also like if you put this is like another thing. I don't know if it actually will lower your you know, body temperature or whatever. But if you have a cold glass of water and you put it on your wrist, that will make you feel a lot cooler. So that's just like another fun Mm. thing. If you're out and about and you get really, really hot, get yourself a cold drink and put it on your wrist and that will help you out a little bit. So basically, yeah, moral of the story is just stay damp and (laughs) drink water, like be drinking water, put water on you, wetness. Uh, And then (laughs) like, what is what is the Zoolander like water? Is the essence of wetness and wetness is the essence of beauty or whatever. Like that is your survival motto here. And then on the opposite side of water is caffeinated drinks, alcohol, and carbonated drinks, including seltzer, which you want to stay away from because they'll either dehydrate you or not hydrate you as well as water would. So just drink water or or sports drinks or again, like liquid IV or, you know, whatever thing you add to water that'll help hydrate you more just drink that. And then you want to be snacking on light foods. You don't want to eat like a hot protein heavy meal in in super hot weather. Um, so it's also extra good if you're eating like fruits and vegetables with water in them. Again, water, stay hydrated. Um, and again, don't turn your oven on because that's just going to increase the temperature of your house. So if you could put together like a cold pasta salad or, you know, something that you've already prepped, like that's perfect. And then If you don't have access to an air conditioner, putting a tray of ice in front of a fan and then like sitting in front of that helps cool, cool the air. Um, So that's kind of a little life hack, especially like even if you um, your power's out and your air conditioning isn't like nothing's working and you have a battery operated fan and you can get your hands on some ice um, or like go to a gas station and get a big bag of ice that could help create like a little pocket of cool air especially if you like stick to one spot stick to one room in the house put that mm. fan over the tray of ice homemade air conditioning love it however you don't want to put too much faith in fans because a lot of times like if you're outside and you have a handheld fan you know it can give you a false sense of comfort and it won't actually let your body know like how hot you are and like what precautions you need to take so like if you're blowing a fan in your face, that feels really good, but you're not listening to like, you know, your environment and that could be putting you in more danger. So that is just something to keep in mind. So again, if things get really hot inside your house, you can always go to a library or grocery store or like if you have a dog and you're worried about taking your dog places, like go to a pet smart or something and like look at the lizards and that sounds hmm. like a fun day and your dog will be safe. You'll be safe everyone will be happy. Uh, And again, going to see a movie is a good option. That sounds really fun in a terrible time. So go see that movie. Make sure you're in touch with anyone who might be at risk or who just lives alone. And then when the night comes, again, hopefully you've put screens in your windows so you can open them at night, let some of that cool air in and cool off your house for the next day. Uh, So that's kind of all like inside stuff. But if you do have to be outdoors during extreme heat, you're going to want to obviously find shade, drink lots of water, 
wear light cotton clothes, wear a hat, wear sunscreen and rest. So don't exert yourself if at all possible. And also the damp towel trick works just as well outside as it does inside. So, you know, if you need to be outside and you can wet something, do that. So yeah, if there is extreme heat and the temperatures are really high outside, it's not worth going outside if you absolutely, you know, don't have to. So like, obviously, if your job is outside and you need to work and like you can't risk getting fired, that's just a tough situation. But if you have fun outdoor activities, like, you know, a family reunion or something, you should just postpone them. Like if it's over 100 degrees, like it's not mm-hmm. worth having people get sick or die. So plan ahead. Yeah. You know, don't put people at risk. I feel like people don't necessarily take extreme heat seriously all the time, mm-hmm. and including myself. Like sometimes yeah. I will overexert myself. But I like that you talked about, yeah, the heat index and those actually like paying attention to Mm -hmm. what your body's saying and then what like weather experts are saying because heat is an extreme event just because it's like bright and sunny out does not equal like you should go spend lots of time outside yeah yeah because like cold is obviously something that can kill you but when it's heat even though it does seem a lot more fun to be outside and like pretty to be outside than Mm -hmm. if it's like snowing in a blizzard. In a heat-related situation, things can turn for the worse very, very quickly. So that's kind of why it's so dangerous. So listen listen to like the more scientific how temperature relates to your body measurements and then like, yeah, just also listen to your body. Mm-hmm. So which comes into being able to recognize heat-related illness. So heat cramps are often the first signs of heat-related illness. They are basically involuntary spasms of larger muscle groups, and they are oftentimes accompanied by profuse sweating. So if you start experiencing that or if someone's like, ah, weird, like my leg, you know, did something weird, that's a sign that you should probably stop, hydrate, get in the shade and rest because heat cramps can progress into heat exhaustion. And symptoms of heat exhaustion are profuse sweating, weakness, nausea, vomiting, headache, lightheadedness, and muscle cramps. So again, if you experience any of those, you're going to want to hydrate, get in shade, and just stop and rest. And also, if you're in a group of people, it's not a bad idea to like be like, hey, you know, if anybody's feeling gross, you get a headache, you know, feeling a little woozy, just let me know. I have water, you know, always have water on you. Because that's not a situation where like you want to be a hero and tough it out because likely unless you stop and drink water and take a breather, things aren't going to get better. They're only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to address it really quick. And again, not being a hero, like if you tough it out, you might end up in the hospital. So just drink some water. You'll be fine. Better to take a second than like an entire trip to the hospital because you could end up in the hospital with heat stroke. So heat stroke can be fatal if you don't address it quickly. And and this is a progression. So like you might feel all those symptoms of heat exhaustion and then you might start feeling confused, agitated, disoriented. You might stop sweating or go into a coma, which I feel like a coma is like if you're anyone is unconscious, that is obviously a red flag sign that <laughs> someone needs medical attention. But those other things might not present themselves as something that you need to seek medical attention for. So if any, if you or anyone else is experiencing those symptoms, definitely stop and do the same, you know, shade, hydrate and rest uh, routine. But then you are going to want to like seek medical attention and like make sure that person sees a doctor 
make sure that they're actually okay because that's um, once you get into that heat stroke area like that's when people die so you want to take that really really seriously Um, and infants elderly people athletes and outdoor workers are all at the highest risk for heat stroke so be extra vigilant if you fall into one of those categories or if you're responsible for anyone who falls into one of those categories Another huge thing, if you are responsible for kids, elderly people, or pets, is to never leave them in the car on hot days. I feel like that should go without saying, but like even if you leave someone in the car for a super short time, they can start experiencing those symptoms. Mm -hmm. And kids and pets, like they get dehydrated really, really quickly. So you never want to leave anyone in in a car that is off. So that was just, I feel like that needs to be said. Mm Mm-hmm. And then kind of as a side note, but just something to maybe like not necessarily be super alarmed at is heat rash, which happens when the sweat can't get out of your skin and kind of like gets trapped and cause like a redness and maybe some blistering. You can avoid that by obviously staying cool and maybe wearing looser clothes. So, you know, tight clothing doesn't trap sweat close to your skin, but it only really needs medical attention if it gets infected. So if you do see a rash on your skin, like that isn't necessarily a sign of a serious heat illness, like heat stroke or something like it's probably just heat rash. It's annoying. It's not cool. It's itchy, whatever. But like you're not going to die. So Mm -hmm. if that's any good news. Anyway, I feel like the bottom line here is that there isn't any magical trick to survive heat other than just being damp. (laughs) Like that's the that is the key. But there's not like any magical, oh, obviously, if you just do A, B, and C, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Because just human at a certain temperature, humans are not meant to operate. So all you can really do is stop what you're doing, lay down, stay damp, and rest. So surviving heat doesn't compute really with a capitalist mindset because you can't be fully productive in extreme heat and survive like Mm -hmm. it's just like not gonna happen people will die and I mean you can use a lot of resources to air condition environments which a lot of times electric grids can't handle Um, and then I mean you could use a generator on top of that if you really really need to cool a space but again taking up resources And as it stands, those resources are only going to make the heat problem we have right now worse. So Mm -hmm. all I can say is, you know, if you're in a really hot situation or you're listening to this because you're in a really hot environment, best of luck and just stay hydrated, stay damp and don't be afraid to just not do anything and Mm -hmm. get a lot of rest. Yes. So that's 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 all I have. But. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to I was thinking about the place that I bring my compost to is mm-hmm. called BK Rot. And they've had several days. We've been in a heat wave in, in New York City, as a lot of places have. And mm-hmm. they like stopped doing um, service pickups on certain days because of the heat. And so yeah. I think that's really important, especially as a company that hires people to be outside, like either yeah. be at the composting facility or biking. Like that should be a bare minimum expectation of companies, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's not. And so like, I think that's a super important thing too, is like if your yeah. company is not taking the heat seriously, and especially if you work outside, consider your opportunities to advocate for yourself as a worker because I know uh-huh. that that's not always possible, but that's important. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like there's a lot. I don't know if there are any laws that pertain to heat and like the amount of work you can do in an hour, but like that's like 
something to consider. And yeah, heat days are the new snow days, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Because yeah, like there are days where you just, you should not be doing anything. Because again, like cold is going to get you way slower than heat is going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everyone has probably been in like such a hot situation, but I know it affects me so quickly. Like it'll be like one minute I'm fine. The next I'm like, I'm going to faint. So Mm -hmm. it just happens so quickly and that's so scary. So water. Yeah. Yeah. But also like I get embarrassed sometimes by how much I sweat, but at the same time, sweat is your body's way of regulating your temperature. Um, Yeah. And so it's important to sweat and like also to listen to when you might not be registering it as like a heat wave or like a super hot day. But if you're Mm -hmm. sweating a lot, that means you might be overexerting yourself and like whatever shouldn't be walking around so much or doing so many errands or carrying a bunch of stuff, all of that. But yeah, because like heat varies so much from like extremely local place to like another extremely local place, like depending on the concrete and the trees and the shade and the sun. Mm -hmm. So like you could be standing in like one spot that is literally going to make you faint in like two seconds. Whereas like around the corner, if you're under a tree on grass, sipping water, you might be totally fine. So like Mm -hmm. listening to yourself is really the most important thing. Yes, absolutely. So do should I do socials? Sure. Oh, well, really quickly, uh, all of this mm-hmm. information will be on our website, worldsburning.com. Yes. Um, and I, I think for this episode, we'll probably do some timestamps specifically. Um, yes. So you can refer back to things if mm-hmm. you want to. Um, yeah. Or if you need to. Yeah. I guess you're at the end of the episode. But yeah, if people need to skip ahead or like you want to come back to this episode yeah. and be like, oh, shit, what should I be doing in my house? We'll put that in the in the notes so you can just go to like whatever, 12 minutes and then do a little house routine. Mm-hmm. So, and you can do socials. Okay, well, uh, I will. I will post all of the like heat bulb temperatures and stuff on the on our socials. World is burning on Twitter and Instagram because I think those are so interesting. It's crazy how different temperatures compare to each other. Um, and also follow us on TikTok at World is Burning with a G. Uh, and then definitely check out our show notes for this episode, and that is at worldisburning.com and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you're following us on Spotify if you're listening there. And then, you know, if you have a bad review that you want to leave us on Apple Podcasts, you can instead email it to us at worldisburningpod at gmail.com and we'll read it and take it into, you know, lots of consideration. (laughs) And I think that's it. Yeah, we'll see you next Wednesday. We'll see you next Wednesday.